Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back. This is your host, Lucy Lou. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm here today because I'm so excited to share with you my guest, Beate Chalette. Beate is a growth architect and founder of the Women's Code and provides visionaries and leaders with proven strategies, blueprints, and growth maps that provide clear steps to improve their business systems, maximize profits, and scale their impact. As a first-generation immigrant who found herself hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt as a single parent, Beate bootstrapped her passion for photography into a global business that licensed content into 79 countries and eventually exiting in a multi-million dollar deal when she sold the company to Bill Gates. She is the podcast host of the Business Growth Architect Show and is named one of 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs by HuffPost. We're here to talk about her journey going from being a disaster survivor to making millions. Her story is incredibly inspiring to me, and I hope that you walk away from this episode with tons of great downloads into your well of wisdom. So without further ado, here's Beate. Welcome to the show, Beate. Lucy, I'm so excited to be here. I think I'm so excited to be here because you're so excited. Yeah. So let's be both excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you call yourself an eight-time disaster survivor. Tell me more about that. Well, an eight-time su- uh, survivor is uh, somebody who went through fires, floods, riots, earthquakes, September 11th, a lawsuit, death, and the whole nine yards. So I uh, have a decade of bad luck that I had to figure out how to overcome as a single mom immigrant. And I it, sometimes it feels when you know we're facing adversity, Lucy, that every time you think you're just going to made it, then there's another one with a frying pan and just got whacked over the head again. And then you go, okay, all right, that wasn't nice. And you go through the next one. And then you think you just covered that. Then comes another big frying pan. And after 10 years, I had to figure out, I mean, how am I going to get myself out of the pickle that I got myself in? So what would you say was the lowest time in your life? Um, $135,000 in debt, single mom broke. My dad just died. I uh, just got a letter that I was going to lose the house we were living in that I didn't own. But nevertheless, uh, that was a hard time to be thrown out and not really knowing how I was going to get out of all of that. Mm -hmm. And did you already have your business at that time? Or did you start after? So um, I did have a business that so I've been an entrepreneur for forever, really, since my 20s. So this particular business that I was running at the time was a photography syndication business that I had started after I had lost my other business because of the lawsuit and because of September 11th. So I had lost a million dollars in income within six months in short succession. And so I was rebuilding this one particular business. However, I could not get this business back up fast enough. And so it was this business that I was running and I just needed to figure out how I was going to make the money and find my way out on the other side. 
But you did. You found your way to the other side. I did find my day, my way to the other side. And then when I did find the other side, the other side was amazing and fabulous. So I did end up selling my business to Bill Gates for millions of dollars. And that was only 18 months after the worst moment of my life. How much does mindset play into that deal? I think mindset really is everything. And I think that sometimes what's important to tell your listeners, Lucy, is that Mindset isn't always about just thinking about all the great things as if they already happened, because sometimes that's not possible because you're so deep in the thick of it that you kind of can't convince yourself enough yet that you are out on the other side. So what I have found on mindset is that I was using my good German stubbornness and I just decided that I wasn't going to drown in a puddle, that if I was going to drown, I was going to drown in an ocean. So at least it'll be worth it uh, to drown. And so the not being defined by this was my mindset at that time. And that is what helped me then to get to the other place of mindset where I knew that I had come out on the other side and that there was a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I know you talk a lot about failing your way to success, right? Tell us more about that. So I think that one of the biggest issues that people have is that they have an attachment to failure or they see failure as proof that they are not smart or losers or their mom is right or all the nonsense that we hear about when we grow up. That when we look at failure from the perspective of saying it's somebody with a stop sign standing at a cul-de-sac where there's construction and just waving the sign and says, stop, don't go there. So the way I compare it is if you were driving a car with an outdated GPS and you'd get to this cul-de-sac and now you'd see that stop sign and it says you can't go there. I mean, you're not going to get out of the car, throw a temper tantrum, cry and say, I'm such a loser. I can't believe I keep doing this to myself. You'd go, oh, oh, outdated GPS. I got to get back in the car and turn around and find another way. So failure, we need to look at from this exact same perspective that it's like, Oh, no. Okay. Got it. Not this way. Fine. I'm going to, you know, just turn around and find another way. Mm -hmm. What would you say was your best failure that actually propelled you forward? My best failure. Oh my gosh. There were so many. Where do I even, where do I even begin? I think my best failure in that sense was that this person that I had trusted and who worked for me betrayed me. And I was a bad judging character and I wasn't paying attention to when I knew things weren't going right. I just pretended like I didn't notice. And then when it turned out that she had come up with a plan to run my business, which was my business without me with a key vendor, that was the beginning of the implosion of my entire business. So would I not have had this betrayal? I would have never activated all that I am and can do and build this new business, taken the risks I took, built the business and then sold it to Bill Gates. So I think that sometimes these moments where we feel that this is an absolutely catastrophic failure is the biggest gift in disguise because it forms you to become something that you need to become to be ready for that next major thing in your life. Mm, thank you. And now that you are on the other side, you have something called the five-star success blueprint. What is that? So the five-star success blueprint I developed for business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, for people who are 
in a leadership position that lead other people and that run a business of some sort or a business unit of some sort. And so there's five different things you need to pay attention to in order to make sure that you are going to run a successful enterprise. And do we have time for me to just go through this real quick? Yes, All right, absolutely. Excellent. Let's do it, Lucy. So number one is the idea. So what is your unique idea that only you can do that the world really wants and who is your customer? So that is the first piece. The second piece is then once I know what my idea is and who my customer is and who I'm selling to, now I can craft number two, my offer. And the offer has to solve the problem that the people have that I have identified as my avatar. Number three is once I have the idea and I have the offer, I need to build systems and processes so that I can then automate, I can then get my lead generation in place, I can find people to put it all together. So I'm building systems. Number four, once I have the idea, the offer, and the systems in place, now I'm going to need to look at who are the people that I'm bringing in that can run my operations and how I'm going to do my organizational growth plan so I can move it forward to the next level. And then once I have my people in place, then I need to look at myself as a leader and say, now I need to shift from a business owner to a business leader and step really into leadership and run the whole operation so that the idea is being sold, that our systems are supporting it, that we have people who can do the work, and that I run the operation and I make sure everything runs. And now you call yourself the growth architect. So which point on that blueprint do you help people with? So as the growth architect, my skill set really is to be able to go to 30,000 feet. So in an era where we have so many subject matter experts that are so narrowly defined, what I have found is a lot of times people look at their business and they don't see where the disconnects are or why something isn't working or why there is a, a misalignment somewhere. So the typical way you would recognize that is if your income goes like a sine wave, like the up and down like a sine wave, and you can't figure out why is it doing that? Or what am I doing wrong? Or what I should be doing? So that's when I come in and I help people to really pull it apart, look at the business model, look at all the different components that I just talked about, and then help them put it back together in such a way that they can double their income and they can have better and smoother operations going forward and make a bigger impact. We help really so my tag as the growth architect is that we help visionaries and leaders to scale their impact by designing the blueprints, the journey maps, and the growth strategy. Mm -hmm. And especially after selling your business for millions, you know, I think money is not such an issue for you anymore. I think for leaders, the true leaders are really propelled by the sense of purpose and helping others make impact. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, I, I on my own uh, podcast, the Business Growth Architect Show, I talked, uh, had a great interview about that. And um, one of my guests said, that's BS. He says, impact, you can only make impact when you have the money to make the impact. So I think to your point, that probably puts a little bit in relationship because if you don't have the money, then how can you make your impact unless your, your money is there? But on the mindset side, if it's not about impact, if it's just about money, then we are in sort of the classic Star Wars situation where Princess Leia says to Han Solo, if money is all you want, money shall be all you have. And so for us, I think there's a fine line, and I'm really glad you, you, you bring this up. There's a really fine line to say, 
what am I really in it for? What do I really truly believe? So I believe that God's birth, the universe put me through what I've been through because I have so much relatability because I had to overcome so many pieces of adversity that I can tell people the truth of what it really takes to get from A to B. And once I had figured out the money, it becomes a lot more about impact to answer your question. Has it always been about impact? If I'm really honest, I don't think it was. I think in the beginning of my career, I was a single mom. I had, a, you know, money definitely was more important than impact. I had to pay my rent. I had to feed my kid. I had to pay for childcare. I had to figure out how I was going to survive. And without money, that's not possible. I think the spirituality or the aspect of the mindset of then shifting it into gratitude and impact comes, comes when you're a little bit more settled within yourself. And so I hope that your listeners are picking up the mindset piece rather sooner than later, because to really step into your brilliance and to really do what you came here to do, you do have to have these pieces in place, all of them. Thank you. That was beautifully said. I'm going to squeeze you just a little bit more, Beate. If you had one more message for our listeners, what would you want everyone to hear? There's two things. So number one, the thing that you dislike the most about yourself is probably your biggest selling point. And for me, it was that, you know, everybody always said, get rich in the niche. And I couldn't figure out the niche. I find the niche very boring because I'm a big picture person. And then once I really stepped into that, I like big picture and I'm a strategist, that's really when things started to shift for me. So don't be afraid to step into the thing that you think may not make any sense. That's probably the gift. And the second thing is I really encourage you to fail faster and to look at your perceived detriments or failures as opportunities and gifts that are helping you to stay in this discomfort zone because when you're not comfortable, it means you're growing. Wow. I love both of them and resonate with both of them wholeheartedly. So in your business, going in and out of your business, making millions, what is a positive quote that you live by? So my favorite quote right now is a Mark Twain quote, and it is all generalizations are false, including this one. Ah, oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And where can our listeners find you at? So you can find me on my website, Beata Chalet, or on all social media, on Instagram. Go check out my podcast, at The Business Growth Architect Show, where we talk about strategy, very much like you short 30 minute interviews uh, weekly. And uh, if you want to know about how to figure out your airtight avatar, the avatar, remember in my system, it's very, it's in the very first step. Who are you selling to? Who is your ideal client? You can go to airtightavatar.com. And I'll be sure to link those. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 